will bleed because this is Slashers, a horror movie podcast brought to you by a goon, his lovely wife who's placating him while we give somebody the night off because reasons. Wife, greet our lovely audience. Hi, goons. Anything? Mutant goons from beyond. Oh, that's nice. That used the, their full official yes. title. That's very, that's appealing. So we've already done a warm up ones. Did you feel loosey goosey? You feeling limbered up? Oh yeah, you know how I do. Okay, like <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> so we are soulmates. So I was thinking there might have been like some kind of thread connecting that, but it's all good. Yeah, you were supposed to finish my sentence. Oh, gotcha. Period. <laughs> no good. All right. Uh, quick question. Do you feel that we have the kind of connection that the Anne Heche lookalike blonde chicken high tension has with her brain rapist murder man? Or is it deeper? Oh, I feel like it's deeper because I feel like there's. Yes, I feel like their relationship comes from the loins. She's flicking her bean. He's doing the thing with the head. It's a lot of. Well, it's it's based off of sticky feeling. Yeah. So. I feel like we have a deeper connection. <laughs> I don't, I and guess. we're friends. Best friends. Put her there, pal. We're trying it without the pop filters tonight. So <laughs> it was nice that we were able to shake hands without going. Poof. I was <laughs> very conscious of that. Yeah, you did a good job. You navigated it like a pro. <laughs> so, yeah, the you could tell it's a very French film because the tagline is hearts will bleed. Je sais bleu. I don't know. Chad, can you look up how to say that and then say it in the microphone for me, bud? Let's do sure that. Thing, yeah, you right? should do it. You're really good at it. Have you heard Chad's accent work? It's <laughs> immaculate. This guy is Harvey Weinstein with the accents. I don't know. I don't know. Not, don't look at me. Very different thing. Sorry. You so, do much more accent work than I do. But like half as much as Chad. <laughs> well, Just Chad's true. not on screen all the time. And he's, you know, again, going back to his court reporting. Ah, he's typing everything that we say down. That's right. Are you? Still no. Still not getting paid. We have all that Patreon money, though. But you don't get any of it. Well, that's misappropriation of funds, isn't it? <laughs> I almost feel bad. Get back to work on the green screen video, though. Okay, cool. All right. Do you want some trivia for this movie? I only have one thing because it didn't find it very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited because I didn't. Like I saw interviews and stuff and I was doing with my the actresses. Uh, the director. The... More oh, than anybody. Okay. And pretty much my trivia is about him. So people have said that it is based on the Dean Koontz novel in, in intensity, but it's not from what I can understand. So if you look at the film, but I was going to say it's kind of like how Harry Potter was supposed to be based on another story, but then it didn't really. Oh, with the Nimbus and the Muggles. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff that, that that lady just kind of picked and choose what she wanted. She made a, a mosaic of Harry Potter. Well, Don't so hate the play. Is that, the is game. That, I'm just saying that's kind of what this is like. It's well, loosely... if you took a, a mosaic of one piece of work and then did it. Yeah. 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 So it was a novel and then there was a film adaptation, which is not good. I watched clips online and I was thinking, oh, this will be fun. I'll, you guys have seen I've done it where I w watch extra shit. And then I'm like, oh, hey, Brian, did you know this? Oh, Brian, did you know that in Pet Cemetery 2, there's a dream sequence where a guy ends up fucking a lady with a wolf's head? That happens. You should watch it. It was actually a fun movie. Aside from that, because I think that's what started furryism. But my point oh. is. I started watching the clips and I was like, I'm totally going to watch Intensity. And I was like, nope, not doing that. It's got the guy who's on that scrub show as the murderer. And he's like plucky. What? What is this plucky man? I'm too plucky for my own liking. I hate editing the show because I'm like, you shut the fuck up for five <laughs> minutes. No more voices, Jake. No moss. Last week. Or I was singing. 
the fuck did you say to me, white girl? You love my singing. Almost as much as Chad does. But Chad sings better than me, too. In voices. He's very talented. He's a very multi-talented guy. He's typing with the sonography in one hand. He's editing a video. And he's doing uh, Jerry Lewis doing an impression of Liza Minnelli singing German reggae. It's The voice work is tremendous. So anyway, based on the book, movie, yada, yada, it, there's arguments. So the uh, director was confronted at Sundance Film Festival 2004, and he acknowledged that he'd read the novel and was aware of the work. So on Dean Koontz's website, he said that he was aware of the comparison, but wasn't going to take legal action, quote, because he found it so puerile, so disgusting, and so intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association that would inevitably come if he pursued action against the filmmaker. Intellectually bankrupt? Yeah, dude. That's interesting. Yeah, fuck that. Because I feel like this kind of was a mind as you would say. Whoa! Whoa! Do I have to censor that? Time code. Five minutes, 35 seconds in. Beep! Sorry. I've only I been... just said as you would say. Yeah, you can quote me all you want, but you still said it. I'm going to take that sound bite and I'm going to send it to your boss. No, you're not. Yep. High priority email. My wife is perfect for me, but maybe not this position. Make her be a housewife. No good? Okay. Anyway, I'd be a terrible house. Oh, you would be the worst. You'd go so <laughs> stir crazy. You'd set my house on fire. Our house. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I, this movie's weird. And I, it like, is so weird. But I like it. Like it's 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 it, in a lot of ways. So next week's going to be the loved ones. And this movie and that I feel like this is just a more increased version of that. Oh, like loved ones. Because loved ones, what I think is effective was it like touches on gross stuff, but doesn't actually do it. Versus this, you see a dude fucking a severed head. So it's like, if we dial the back just a little bit, and it was just him maybe dropping the head out of the car with like a little bit of like Elmer's glue in the mouth, you get the idea, but you don't have to have seen the pelvic thrusting and moaning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still disagree. I actually enjoyed... The loved ones? Loved ones. But this, I did not. But you liked it at the end. Still, no. Oh. Well, fuck. Chad, do you want to sit in the chair? <laughs> no? You're doing songs? You're, you're stenographizing your own songs that you're singing. <laughs> and you're putting the inflection to denote the accent work. This is amazing. The camera's pointed the wrong way, folks. <laughs> Don't know what to tell Sorry. you. But yeah, that's all the trivia I have. Because I was like, eh. What Did you find anything else that you, it was just not interesting? Or, yeah, no. Stuff about production wasn't. and like where they shot and stuff. No, no, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, there's so many blogs where it's like, this was shot here. Okay. Like, Unless it was like in my neighborhood, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Fun fact, there was a Jack in the Box commercial <laughs> shot on Glendora Avenue when I was a kid and everybody flipped the fuck out about it. And literally it's Jack driving with a convertible. You could never tell what town it is. It's just Aww. blank town, America, USA. But whatever. That, that thing spread like wildfire through our town. Chad, do you remember that? Jerry Lewis doing Liza Minnelli on a unicycle now. Jesus. He got to have his own show. Maybe we'll do a spinoff, producer Chad and friends. <laughs> so let's get into the statistics, shall we? Shot on a budget of $2.5 million. How much do you think it made? Are you talking about here, like a U.S. release or? Either or both. Oh. Because I have both. I actually did some research. Hmm. Unlike some people. I don't feel like it probably would have done that well here. The results may surprise you. Oh. 3.6 million US, 6.3 million worldwide. So it made more than half its money. Pretty cool, right? 
this the 3.6 is included in the worldwide? Yeah. Okay. Uh, opening weekend, 6-13-2003. Do you know what other movies came out at that same time? No. Hell no. Hollywood Homicide and Dumb and Dumber-er. I do remember that movie coming out, but I could not have said that date. Yeah. I I had to like struggle to find something of note because like those movies really and i never saw i didn't see dumb and dumb or or like any time close to when it had actually come out so yeah that certainly wasn't one i was doing like a midnight release of (laughs) that was one where i'm like fine i'll see it and then (laughs) pretty much the only noteworthy part is brian posein and bob saget but anyway that's not the movie that we're talking about it isn't (laughs) although i i think i would prefer talking about that if you want, we'll have you back on. <laughs> okay, a new st- we have a slash action hero style that we do for action movies. We've done it once. We'll probably do it again at some point. We could do for terrible comedies, which there's a lot of overlap with some of the horror films we watch. There is a scene where Bob Saget thinks that there's shit all over his bathroom, and he's saying, is this shit? And it's like a melted chocolate. But from his perspective, that would be horrifying. That, if I into that is true. Smeared with shit. I'm going to keep saying shit <laughs> until you quote me on that, too. No. Okay. Uh, the runtime, 95 minutes. What'd you think? Um, I think that I was stressed out so much the entire time that, that it felt, did not feel that long. Yeah. I don't it, know. It, it I, goes. Like, yeah. There's not a whole lot of downtime in this movie. Correct. That little fucking kid dies within like 20 minutes of him being introduced. That's crazy. Usually- I thought, I like, I just, I had wanted him to like hide in the, you know, cornfields and just make it, but that did not happen. Uh, there's some movie I'm trying to think of what it was because I'm stealing the idea but I like the idea that that, uh, murder man goes into the corn maze or whatever and the kids already run off and then you hear like a cap gun because he's a little cowboy right he's like bam bam and then you hear a real shotgun blast and you're just like ooh instead you just see his like bloody back also I'm going to be referring to Chad multiple times throughout this because he watched it in French without subtitles and I think he got the same amount of movie that we did because none of the I words agree. are necessary. I agree. But that's, I think, an effective way of storytelling, right? And, and the other thing that made me feel like this movie was very fast paced is because the subtitles were going very quickly. Because there was a couple times where I was like, what did that just say? Fast. It's one after another. I mean, they're having I mean the French speak very quickly anyway. I guess they people say that Californians do too, but. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. But then people want to be, always do like the surfer voice. For right. Us. Get fucked. Unless you live in Orange County, nobody talks like that. We're like, boom, boom, boom. Go, go, go. Oh, can we talk about how I never want to hear your dad talk about how our generation doesn't want to work again? Oh, my God. You're all so lazy. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. The guy with one sick day in the last three years. Meanwhile, he was like off for like six months after having surgery. Like, come on. Old timer. Directed by Alexander Aha. Aha's and take me on. Oh, no, is that Aha does that one? Chad, you know. You're also a human jukebox with all of your songs. I think you were just singing a song by that artist. Me? No, Chad. Oh, Chad was. Yeah, in a voice of Gary Busey doing <laughs> Call Me Ishmael. I don't know. Take me on? Aha? I don't know. Google it. Be of use to me, take Chad. Take me on or take on me? Take on me. Take me on. It, both lyrics are used. But I think the song is Take on Me. Yeah. I was right. I should have known. On, wait, which one is it? Take on me? Yes. Yeah. Who? I said that. Yeah, that, that's fine. I was doing the song. I'm the singing guy. So I was singing, take me on. If you hear a clicking, that's the <laughs> awesome idea I had to put a bug zapper in the studio. And they're like, that's never going to work. Meanwhile, it's like a little Chinese kid throwing firecrackers at us. 
I said so Chinese because... So don't mind if I, you know, if you see me slapping my arms because I'll see it's a It's not racist to say because it is a cultural thing to have fireworks, I learned. Oh. It is. Have you been to Chinatown? Where, okay, yeah, I know. Where you Lords is? I, yes, I have had I kids pelt me with those little snappers. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a stranger's kid throw what is technically... <laughs> <laughs> I might have just swallowed a bug. What is technically a <laughs> firework or a, a, an explosive device at you? It's the best. I don't think it was a bug. I think we're good. Alexander Aha, take on me, take me on. Whatever you want to. We'll call him Corky Romano if we ever refer to him again. He directed The Hills Have Eyes in 2006, which I didn't see because there's a rape scene. Mirrors. Oh, Piranha 3D. I did see that. Piranha 3D. Did you see that? No. Oh, uh, yeah. We saw that together, I thought. Uh, I think I might have watched, but you didn't see it in the theater. That was the thing. No, no, I did not yeah. see it in the theater. Jerry oh, Connolly God. gets his fucking <laughs> cock bitten off and spit yes, at the screen. Yes. Oh, so I delightful. I mean, I didn't see it in 3D. Underwater so. 3D boobs. Oh, God. He directed Daniel Radcliffe going back to your Harry Potter in Horns. <laughs> and then he directed Crawl, which is coming out soon. So that's, that's a fun guy. Yeah. He also wrote the movie with Gregory Lavasseur and Robert Ben Musa. What do you think of that? I feel like you need to talk to Chad about your accent work. Hey, whoa. Hey, I'm just fine. <laughs> Whatever. He's of counsel. How about that? Uh, it was originally conceived take, to take place in one night in one house, but then they later expanded it to make it multiple hmm. locations. I think that it the, still takes place in one night, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, it's the day before and the night and the day after. But yeah, doesn't really matter. Okay. The whole like the reveal action, was different action, too. Yeah, right? okay. no, everything. Like there was going to be them getting there, the murders, the resolution there, because the resolution originally took place differently. They changed it to have the the reveal take place about twenty minutes from the end, so they could explore it a little bit more. But originally, it was very specifically the end of the movie. And you're like, oh fuck! But I hmm. like I like the fact that they expanded it and went different places, even though it does create plot holes. See, that's my problem. Yeah, the two biggest ones I can think of is the fact that they're in the van and then the fact that the French murder man knows Jimmy, the clerk. Hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? Right. Well, because <laughs> even after afterwards, I was like, so where did that car come from? And what? here's another point. Can we talk about, you don't know this reference, it, but Chad agreed with me that the van is pretty much Sweet Tooth's van from Twisted Metal without the clown on top. So, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yes. Resoundingly. With some guffaw. Yeah. Huh, yes, I can't believe I didn't think of that myself. It was, uh, the music was from Francois Yudé. That was that. Better. Who directed, or who did the music for Who Killed Bambi and The Hills Have Eyes 2006. Ta-da! We're done with all the statistics and it's time for nicknames. And this is where I say nicknames, you say prick names, I say snick names, and then you say, oh no, I say dick names. What is it? How does it usually work, Chad? Look up the notes from the last, the minutes of the last hearing. Sound good? Okay. <laughs> what? I didn't. You don't okay. have to do it. You don't have to be my prop. You're your own strong, independent woman. You do whatever you want to do on the show. Nicknames. Prick names. Snick names. Dick names. Chick some... names. Chick names. Because there's so many vaginas <laughs> in this. Yeah. Adding, contributing. Take that Y chromosome, wad it up, and throw it the fuck out of here. <laughs> y chromosome, be gone. That's what our household's going to be. That's right. A female dog, female wife, female daughter. Jesus. Mario. Chad's got the same ratio in his household. Brian's the last one of us with any hope. Keep the Y alive, dog. Anyway, Sissou de Franck. Oh, her last name is literally France as Marie. So originally I was going <laughs> to originally I was going to call her Helen DeGeneres because I knew you wouldn't know who Anne Heche is. And she's like Ellen from hell. 
Then I was going to call her Sybil. Then I was like, why would I call her Sybil when I could just call her Fight Club? Because she's blonde. She's like Tyler Durden. Or I could see that. Okay, cool. Then we have Mywen, whose full name is Mywen Labesco. She's trying to do a share thing. Uh-huh. She's Alex. I just put Hillary Swank. She's the one who looks exactly like Hillary Swank. If Hillary Swank hot is that or not. Hot. Yeah, I've never. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, no good. Did you notice that the head that gives head is her head? It's modeled after her. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. But I like, so you guys so are both that's critical. I thought that it was, I, when we were first watching, like before we got to the end of the movie, I was like, okay, he's a serial killer, sorry, um, because he has like a type. Right. Yeah. Because the head brunette, you know, and so I was like, OK, this is why he's chosen her and not the blonde. That makes sense. So that I thought there was going to be more victims. So the thing that I like, you guys both are very critical of the whole car thing. This is how I personally reconcile it. And it's not a great justification, but at least it just lets me watch the movie without slamming my head into a desk. When you hear him getting head from the head. And he drops it out. You can hear the little brother's cap gun going off. So you know it's near enough by to be on the property. And you never hear anybody else say that the van isn't theirs or that it's come from somewhere else. So there are two options that I can reconcile. One is that the van is just on the property and she finds it. Or two, it's not a van. It's the red car from the beginning because she's. we only see things from really her perspective. So her hallucination could be that she's just riding in that red car, but she thinks it's the murder van. Yeah, that's true. That's the way I think about it. And, and also in my the thinking, heart, that, my that, hard part was when the van was being driven by the murderer and then she is following it and then in front of it. Well, the way I reconcile that is there is no second car. It's right. just a hallucination right. because you never hear Jimmy talk about his car. There, again, there's nothing tethering it to the real life. I don't think it's a great justification, but at least it lets me get move it past it. Maybe this all could have been tied up with the film. Or like the security camera from the gas station showing what car like she was that. getting out of, right? Yeah, I think that'd be great. And then she, her driving away and no other car. Yes, because you never see the car, like the the, the car being turned over and ble- like blown up. I mean, I guess she gets some wounds from it, but really, she's able to walk and everything. So I don't think it's really that probative. You know, when she's the right. Front, yeah, I- you're agreeing with me. Yes. Blink once for yes, twice for no. That's seven <laughs> blinks. What are you doing? <laughs> So you don't have any objection. I just gave you an SOS message. Oh, her ex-husband <laughs> was uh, Luke Besson. Or Rob, wait, what? And he consulted on the script. Hillary Swank's ex-husband. So I was like, that's cool. Interesting. Maybe there was some aggression that they needed to work out in their relationship. And this is why they're exes now. She's like, it was your idea to have my severed head get fucked by a gross mechanic man. Awkward. Yeah, that is weird. That's weird. That's weirder than Paul Bettany watching Anthony Mackie Mack on his lady. Or maybe it helped their relationship because they both got their frustrations out through the film. Okay. I think that Mywen or Hilary Swank would need to do something a little bit more vengeful or, you know, get that cathartic release. That's something that Chad and I have griped about with a lot of Stephen King's work is the shitty guy never really gets his comeuppance. Mm. Like the shitty guy in Cujo is just kind of shitty and he goes about his way. I mean, he might spend some jail time, but it's not like he gets fucking wishboned and split from ass to tea kettle or whatever right this i feel like she needs to just take an axe and just whack alex in the or wait what is it marie in the face just one time you know what i mean because as it stands it's just like you know helen degeneres or fight club just like i'm waving at you not enough revenge yeah 
And wait, okay. So while they're in the greenhouse, is she hitting herself? Sure. Choking herself and everything. That's how Ter- David Carradine got it. Okay, but what do you, do you actually think that? Or no. what do you think that is? I think she's hitting herself. All- I think it's I think she's physically doing these things because if you watch the very beginning, she has all these wounds. So she had to have gotten them somehow. So I think she Well, and at the end. She gets stabbed, but she's stabbed in tummy. She's not stabbed in the back. No, well, no, no. At the end, the uh, when you see her through the window. Yeah, she, she has all the see wounds. Her, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she has to have had them inflicted somehow, but it certainly wasn't Hillary Swank and it wasn't the family. So it's got to be herself. Yeah. So was there a car crash or no? No. Okay. And maybe she was jostling around. She wasn't wearing her seatbelt. She's crazy. Only crazy people don't wear their seatbelts. Take it from me. This is a PSA from Slashers <laughs> podcast. Seatbelt. Always. Always. Sometimes always. No. Okay. What if you're parked getting head from a head? Still seatbelt? No seatbelt. Yes, seatbelt. Okay. Moving on. Philippe Nahon as the killer. I just keep I I keep calling him mechanic murder man. So you could say whatever you want. He doesn't have a real name. It's the killer. Yeah. Just call him Mr. Brightside as a reference to the killer. Okay. Uh, I just super creepy dude. Super creepy dude. S C D. Whatever. Andre Finn. We do have to have to do our family. They all die. Right. Yeah. The one that I'll note is Frank Calfon as Jimmy. His death is specifically, according to the director, an homage to The Shining, which is fun because in The Shining, the book, it's a croquet mallet and it's not an axe to the chest. So it's very strictly, very strictly. Don't get it twisted. This is a Kubrickian reference, not a King reference. It's why Stephen King made his own adaptation that he thinks is better. It's far worse. Yeah. Far worse. Moving on to the recapitation. This is your job. One sentence or more. I know, I know. See, I said, or more. I'm giving her some wiggle room. <laughs> I'll give you three full sentences. Whoa, whoa, No whoa. semicolons now this time, I though. I feel like there's, that's too much. Two um, sentences, one comma splice. A, hmm. Are they college students? Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're going supposed to, study. to be studying. A female duo <laughs> goes to her family's home in the country to study for finals. I think so. And runs into a murderous machination. I don't know. (laughs) A murderous man who kills the entire family and like, do I give away? Yeah, spoilers. I've already talked about the fake murder man because I would have called him uh, uh, mechanic murder man mo- uh, mirage that why am i jumping at more at that than i did the movie the cracks <laughs> the snap crackle pop i don't know if it's gonna pick up in this but uh i hope it does because this is great sorry chad jumped a little too <laughs> but now he's eating a cookie so everything's okay while doing one of those motorcycle balls you know what i'm talking about the oh, cage yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. so impressive as a kid and then you learn about inertia and everything you're like oh, okay I feel like I need to prepare for these sentences a little bit more. That's all right. I like the fact that you struggle. <laughs> Papa likes it. <laughs> Give me one of the mechanic anyway, vests. He turns out to be a she and who's obsessed with her best friend, which is why she goes on a kill crazy rampage. Yeah. Because she doesn't want anything separating the two of them. Kind of sleepaway camp in that regard. But you're right. Ready for the slave I play? Ready. Mm-mm-mm. Born that way. Just like Lady Gaga. What? I, I literally just yawned. I hope that it picked up you criticizing the, my 
Ben Stein over here talking about my clear eyes. Thanks, Jed. I'm gonna put my glasses back on because I'm self-conscious. <laughs> it's like I put on this fucking collared shirt because I was self-conscious about the duct tape marks around my neck. You have to watch everything here, folks. Green screen and all. <laughs> Boom. I won't let anyone come between us anymore. The French subtitle says over and over and yeah. over again. Because uh, she's repeating that. Because yep. she's in an insane asylum. This is the, once you've already seen the movie, all this stuff is like, yep. You're, you, it is so heavy handed as to yes. what's going to happen. It is crazy. I think that is what like afterwards, like how you were saying, like I would replay everything. Yeah. That's kind of the things that I kept on going back to. Like the fact that she was saying that over and over again. I'm like, ah, yes, there was one, though, that I didn't. Oh, the dream. I did not catch. Yeah, but you I had to. Out, yeah. Right, right. You had to point that out. But this, this is one of the things I like about the slight detours with the whole gas station and stuff. If that doesn't exist, you you're like, oh, this is a crazy person. Right. But because those things happen, right. you have that suspension of disbelief. But then at the end, you're looking at it through the prism of a crazy person's eyes. Like you can excuse everything. Oh, it's crazy. Move on. Which is fine. Like it, it just gets you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that there's still some plot holes of like, okay, like you were saying, like, ah, oh, it's just crazy. Like a crazy person's mind. And I'm just like, yeah, but still, how did that happen? And uh, whatever. My fear is if you did something aside from the camera, I like your use of the surveillance camera. If you had like, for instance, Hillary Swank watching the you know scenario unfold, unless it was kind of almost me, myself and Irene, where she, you, know, you had Helen DeGeneres Fight Club acting on one side and then literally pivoting her body and acting on the other side. It'd be hokey unless you know, no, what I, mean? I agree. Yeah, but it could be fun. I mean, there have been great scenes of people play acting against themselves. Fun fact, Kenny Omega had a great match against himself, a nine-year-old girl, and a sex doll. So, I mean, who could ask for anything more? That's your pro wrestling. We have a pair, like a strong following of pro wrestling fans. That's uh, cool. I'm going to start fucking crowbarring it in. There you go. Do my macho man impression, which isn't as good as Chad's macho man impression, apparently. Anything? <laughs> you mean, oh, yeah. Did you hear that? It was perfect. It was immaculate. <laughs> a little quiet, but it's good. So she has all these deep cuts and not deep cuts as in like the... What is it? Dave Matthews band songs that Andy <laughs> right, right. wants to hear. I said no hits. God, I love that. It's so funny because that's the douchey thing that a Dave yeah. Matthews band fan does. If I talked to Chad, if I talked about this in the show that I, I accurately describe Dave Matthews band as white bread with mayonnaise on it. That's what it is. That's the auditory equivalent. <sighs> and then it cuts to the woods where she's having a dream where she's being pursued by this nothingness. And it replays almost exactly what happens at the very end of the movie. Pretty dope. It, yeah. And then she wakes up and she's in a car with blaring French garbage. Not garbage the band, but garbage the description, the adjective of said thing. Or I guess it'd be a noun, allegory, simile, whatever. I'm thinking about the the dream. So do you think, now that we know that she's just a crazy person, do you think... God, I, that's like there's scenarios playing through my head. Yep. Okay. That's so, what I like. Is it gives you enough to where you can just go crazy. I love movies that do that. So since we see that at the beginning in her dream, yeah, supposedly a dream, right? So could that have been her like replaying the like the scene or her killing or not even like basically did anything in the middle happen? Oh, uh, well, I think it's meant to. I think it's like a foreshadowing thing, but you, you could be entirely right. I mean, whether it happens or not, the premise is in the audience's mind that she's being pursued by no one. Right. So 
I well, like, or actually, it's I someone like, that we don't see. I like your idea that what's happening this whole movie is a replay in her mind as she's sitting there watched by Hil- Hillary Swank. That's actually yeah. a pretty that that makes it even easier to reconcile my ideas of all the weird stuff right, being in her right. mind. Good job. You just helped me out. High five, dog. <sighs> Best friends for life. I just have to Suck like it, I'm Brian. the one that has to like find a reason why <laughs> there's so many things that I can't. Yeah, you're definitely like this is why you can never be a de- detective because you would just carry this shit for the rest of your life. Yes. And you'd be like like red no, yarn tying to absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. Our lives would be over. So she wakes up. Don't ever give me red yarn. Oh, God. The worst. She has like the she tells her friend, oh, yeah, I had the weirdest dream, blah, blah. And Chad even missed this because he was listening to it in a French like an asshole. He's, he can do the French accent perfectly. He doesn't speak French. That's his problem. But she says, oh, yeah, no one was pursuing me. And even you missed that because you you were very defiant. Oh, it's a man. And I was like, no, if you read the subtitle, it says there's no, no one. Right, right. It reminded me very much of the Lord of the Rings. I am no man. But anyway, <laughs> so dumb. They. But that was one of the points where you were just like, no, now that I know, this is so obvious. It is. And it beats you over that. Yeah. But I like that. Like, it makes you feel stupid, but not You're in like, a bad way. It, You're like, I damn it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I know friends who are like, oh, yeah, I totally saw that Bruce Willis was dead at the other six cents. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm so <laughs> sure you did when you were like seven when that movie came out. Yeah. You also were reading War and Peace, right? On the jungle gym. You fuck in your Thomas the Tank Engine socks. I saw a great picture online where it was Thomas the Tank Engine socks. And when you turn them inside out, it was a nightmare creature from hell. Because all the thread, the way that it was stitched, it was like all oh, black. and no. Oh, yeah. Super dope. <laughs> I'll get you a pair for Christmas. Thanks, babe. There we go. So her friend's like, all right, well, we're going to my parents' house. And she's like, oh, yeah. What happened last night? And she's like, I, I raw dog this fucking dude. And I fucked him into submission. Now I'm driving this car. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was a very interesting scene. Like, I didn't feel like that she was so. I'm paraphrasing. About it. Well, she was, you know, she didn't even know his name, I think. No, that's true. So and it, it's this is one of the things I, I have I waffle on. Do you think that she's one of those shitty people who consciously disregards that her friend has feelings for her? Or do you think that she's oblivious? I think that I like to think that she's oblivious because if she consciously did this, then she's not as sympathetic. You know, if she's consciously like, look at my pussy. You can't no, look no, at no. my pussy. Look at my pussy. You can't look like it's I'm not trying cool. to think of like the things that she did in the film or because I don't know. Because while she's talking to her, like in the kitchen scene, right, where she was just like, oh, have you like, have you found anyone like, oh, you're just scared kind of thing. Like, so she's obviously aware that she's of single, her yeah. sexual preferences. Right. I don't even know that. No, I think that I she mentioned like she dudes before. I think I might be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, oh, did you notice that Fight Club shirt said Odessa Solom on the back. You know what that means? No. I mean, only the bold. I, s- I saw the shirt, but I don't. Yeah. Only the bold. Only the bold would imagine a gross mechanic man skull fucking a head of their best friend who they also rub their clitoris while thinking about. Right. That's what we're call- That's what we're saying. The costume director made a very strong choice with that selection. Yeah, that was. When you say it like that, it sounds like a way more vulgar movie. It really was, though, Jake. Like, you... Yeah, I was a little traumatized. I'm not kidding. I feel a little bad. But not bad enough to stop this review on YouTube, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Did you like how Spotify was down last week? 
Did you? I didn't we had people be like, hey, just so you know, Spotify's not working. Spotify owns the company that we use to host the podcast. Yay. These things make sense. Yeah. Go. I love that there's a dog, a St. Bernard named Hendrix, tying in with Cujo. The only reason we chose this movie is because we're this whole month is St. Bernard theme if you didn't catch it. Sure, there's no St. Bernard in loved ones, but what the fuck ever? Just move on. There's a dog, but not a St. Bernard. I wish it was a St. Bernard. And then you know what I wish? I wish the St. Bernard went down in that basement. I'm not going to spoil it because you guys have homework, but that scene would be fucking dope. I'm emaciated and I have dreadlocks. I'm a giant St. Bernard and I'm going to kill you. You make me ham it up so much more because you're like deadpan. And you're like, I'm not going <laughs> to laugh at you. You're a fucking child and I hate you. I live in this house and I still hate you. I'm just so used to your humor because yeah. I deal with it every day. Yep. You used to and think Brian I was... may have known you longer, but I you never like the consistency that no. I have. Seriously, 24-7, you have to deal with this shit. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> when you seriously stop and think about it, like the amount of like absurdity you've been subjected to. Oh, no. When we were I... first dating, she thought that I was serious when I would say crazy things. Because I love to do that. Like, spoiler alert, Chad is not on a unicycle. He has not been this entire recording, not a stenographer. But I say things like that. And more often than not, I'm very deadpan. And she thought that I was like a liar, like a chronic liar who was just like wrong. She's like, these things didn't happen. And I'm, I know that's what makes it funny to me and me alone. Yes, that's, that's the problem. That's the thing. I'm my favorite audience member. Uh, my cheeks hurt from smiling. See, she's either you're really smiling because <laughs> you love me or you're smiling because you're like, I'm just counting how much my alimony is going to be when I divorce you for this stupid show. I love you. I love you too, babe. The kid is dressed as a cowboy. I love this He's kid. So cute. It's a shame. Oh well. Can't I cry over spilt child blood. You want him to survive? I did. Yeah. Yeah. He he could have. But the fact that they did it where it's just a kid face down with blood on his back was like, whoa. It's, Maybe it ups the I had like looked away because I do not remember that. I just remember hearing the gunshot. Yeah, it's when they're driving off. Oh no! Yeah, he's I'm face down with like a puddle that. of blood on his back. Oh no! Which I was I I liked because it upped the did stakes you, did to you a, see that? a perverse level. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like the the violence up until then is very over the top, Maybe like I'm funny just over the top. It out. You probably are. Like it, it's a dark thing to think about, and especially the way that it happens. And because if you shoot somebody in the back, they're as innocent as they can be at that point. Oh, yeah, that's yes. a good point. From over the shoulder. Yeah, Chad has added, I don't know if you can hear in the microphone, that when they do the reveal and they're showing her perspective having killed the people, the kid looks over his back and it's, turn around. Suck it. God. Anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. There's a weird scene where Mar Fight Club is staring at Hillary Swank while she's sleeping, and S Hillary Swank knows she's being watched. That's weird. That's one of the things that leads me to believe that she knows. She's like, you want to look at this? Well, you can, but then you can look at it through the open window. Weird. The French are weird people, right? Like there is a shower curtain in that scene that's directed to the other part of the bathroom, but no shower curtain over the, the window as she's like, I'm getting soapy under my yeah. chesticles. Nothing. You have any comment? Do you ever do that? Oh. No, because we have an enclosed bathroom like, with no windows. Um, no. Just go out in the backyard and bask in yourself. You know, Ed Gein used to do that in the moonlight. No. Yep. That's where they got the, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Not really. I just really wanted to say that. I've been trying to crowbar it in here for years. The years we've been doing this show. It's failures. Oh, Jesus. Get your own hobby then. Chad, you want to <laughs> sit in this chair? Let's move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a weird scene, again, that leads me to believe that Hillary Swank is just an asshole. 
because she's driving. She gets out of the car. She runs into the cornfield, leaving Fight Club in there. And then Hillary Swank gets back in the car and drives off without her. Uh, she says literally, and I quote, I'll get you for this, damn it. Oh, she will. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to kill your little cowboy brother. That's what's going to happen. Ooh. This is why. The kid would have been spared, but for this practical joke. That makes me sad. But that's when my paranoia and also stress started immediately. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, this mechanic man's going to start skull fucking one of them. Yeah. No, it was not pleasant. So it's the dad's house. I like it. It's interesting that they show that that Hillary Swank has moved there, but she didn't like grow up there. You know, because she talked about very briefly they only bought the house in the last few years. Right. And they, it was like out in the country. And so she had asked like, oh, well, do you have any issues with like, what did, how, how, what did she say? What did she call it? I don't know. Basically like country folk. Like Bumpkins. crazy. Yeah. You know, like trying to bother you or whatnot. And she said no. So maybe she does know overtly that she's a lesbian because I can imagine socioeconomically culturally speaking people of a more rural background are generally perceived to be more homophobic and that's why she's asking if she gets pestered no 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 uh, I, don't I don't know, know. we got a weird that spot was, there that was weird i'm it was made it, i was just picking up what you were laying down <laughs> i was furthering your point but i take it back anyway there's creepy jumping wind up drummer bear do you remember that yeah yeah that was weird i didn't like it that also made me super uncomfortable that, that wind-up bear has watched everybody who's had sex in that room. That's keeping secrets. Ah, uh, yeah. That belongs in that fucking basement in the Annabelle movies. I think that's what stressed me out more because I'm just like, it kind of reminded me like just of creep, just creepy dolls oh. and like creep, like, you know, like. Also, for everybody to know, she never even saw a trailer for this. I was oh, just no. like, we're watching High Tension and she's like, okay, so you didn't even, the scary could have been the fucking bear. Like there's. Yeah, I probably should have given you at least a trailer. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. With our luck with trailers, it probably would have spoiled the whole fucking ending anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Did you watch this trailer? No. Oh, well. Who knows? I don't even remember why I saw this movie. I mean, why would have... Brian. Michelle liked it. No, I saw this movie in 2004, Oh, oh that's maybe. right. That's right. You watched it. So, I mean, this is 15 years ago when I, I was a, a, I was a minor when I saw this. No. Isn't that weird to think of? It explains so much. <laughs> yeah, it does. Maybe that's one of the things that led me away from... Stone Bible Church, where I suck. Just so you know, because you're all intimately informed about my life, I ran into my youth pastor after 15 years who remembered me by name, and I was instantly ashamed of myself. I was like, oh, don't look at my tattoos or my eyes or acknowledge my existence because I haven't thought about you once. You're I'm like, too this busy. is my wife. Did you see her ring? Yeah. I'm too busy thinking about raw dogging and Satan. Shall I move on? Yes, please. Thank God. Jesus. She says, I'm not hot. Enough to trot like you. That's pretty. Trot? Yeah, she said that. Maybe there's something lost in translation, but that's something that that Fight Club says to her. So no, and see, uh, yeah, Did it, that's it, what makes me think that they're just like they're exchanging like uh you know like sexual encounters and you know partners or whatever. And so I feel like they just they're if they are willing to have these conversations, I feel like they must be aware of each other's sexual preferences. Makes sense. I'm the more and more I'm leaning towards it, the more and more I'm realizing that Hillary Swank is kind of shitty. Not that she deserves to have her cowboy brother die, but still, like, I think that she's being advantageous for attention at the very least. Interesting. But I, I did not. I got that because she, it, like I said, there there are points where either she's being 
desperately naive or she's being shitty and manipulating someone. So Fight Club goes outside and has a smoke under a swing that is perfectly lit. And that's probably the thing that annoys me most about this movie. Why is that light there? It's so weird. Not that there's two vehicles. Don't care. Not that they... (laughs) You can't explain the light as... Well, I guess you can. The light is just her being crazy. There is no spotlight. Just her romanticizing her own life. There you go. All right. She watches Alex through the mirror when she's showering her tatas. Again, you've never done that, right? Tell me you've never done it. Look in my eyes and say you've never massaged your tatas in a shower overlooking a prairie. No. Okay. That's good enough. There was a Tuscan... Oh, there's yeah, that picture. Though. Okay. Good for you. <laughs> I wish I had that picture on my phone. But anyway, there we establish that Fight Club is not entirely evil. You know why? She says goodnight to the St. Bernard named Hendrix as she's going up to bed. Well, not to bed. Well, she's going to be in a bed, but she's going to be like. But the dog dies anyway. Yeah, for sure. So. But she's nice to him in her sane mind. No. That's the partition. It's when she becomes me, myself, and Irene. Then. So let's get into some of these kills. Well, they're coming quick. They do. So for the weird, she's listening to reggae, kicks off her shoes, masturbates. And then I was thinking to myself as I saw her with her headphones on, I was like, thank God there isn't a similar scene with Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy when he has hid his headphones on, because that would be weird AF. Come on, let me close your mind. Ah, ah, Gamora. And then Drax is sitting there and he's oh, like, no. I'm invisible. <laughs> and I'm also covered. No, he, he would have been Star-Lord like, that's it. Come. Yeah, right. You're a puny man. (laughs) Anyway. You're a weak man. Your loads taste like downy softener. So then you hear the doorbell ring, right? And then the dad goes down to see who it is, and it's the killer, right? Yeah, well, you have the dog barking. You have the birds chirping, and it's a little hectic, and and daddy boy goes down there. He's like, what's up, dog? And meanwhile, you see... Fight Club watching from the window. So Fight Club sees all of the kills. So it's another hint that she's the one killing in all of the kills. I did not. I Again, but I would not have assumed it, that. Yeah, You watched it for the first time without knowing. Right. But did I didn't you know assume either. that the first time? The first time? Fuck no. Okay. Because I was like, they do enough things to make it seem like they're two distinguished characters. So it seems that everything that she's done is like a premonition rather than an actual, you know, schizophrenia or something. Yeah. What is it? Split personality Ooh. disorder? That's the so DSM-4? Then yeah. um, dad gets stabbed. Yeah. And then his head. Well, oh, yeah. So it's not just stabbed, right? Because he gets like his head or throat impaled on the um, banister. Yep. And then he gets his head put through the banister and a dresser. To- yeah. Roll. She pushes a dresser down the hallway and chops his head off that's dope and it like pops off yeah and then it just like leaks blood out of his neck hole i love it it made me think of that that kill was i think the least it's silly like it's a silly kill yes and that's why i was like oh okay maybe this movie won't be so bad and then it just got very severe so we can kind of cut around i mean the kid and the mom wake up she's like shut the fuck up woody from toy story i'm gonna go check this out and then you have stay in your room, right? Yep. And then she goes down, sees her husband dead, and then does not move when she sees the killer. Just stands there. And I'm like, do something, do anything, scream for help. I don't know. But she's seeing Fight Club. For, right. So she's so. seeing the friend. And so she's like, oh, 
Because she it's like baffling. But initially. Yeah. So then you have Fight Club hiding in the closet while the mom gets her throat slit and she's bleeding and there's arterial spray on the slitted slats of the closet door. And when the killer leaves, she bends down and she holds her and she's like, oh, and the mom just keeps going, why, why? Why? Mm-hmm. When you're first seeing it, you're like, why? Why would this happenstance situation? It's like the strangers where it's like, why would you do this? Because you were home when you're watching initially like, oh, why? Why would this happen to me? But then you realize she's saying, why did you fucking kill my husband and rip his head off with furniture and then murder me? Crazy. OK, so then you see her trying to like run around and f- like call for help. So what do you think of that? Like, was that actually happening? Was she trying to, because at at one point later in the movie, she actually does call the police. So do you think at this point she was actually trying to call for help? Or do you think that this was all part of the illusion? I think that it's in her mind. She thinks that she's doing something helpful, but then in actuality, she's not because so we kind of skipped over the scene where he goes up to her room, right? And so when he goes up there, she's trying to avoid him. She makes the bed again. She cleans the sink so that you can't see the water. I thought was really smart. The first time I was like, oh, I've never seen anyone do that in any movie. I'm like, that's smart. And then she doesn't hide under the bed. She hides between the box spring and the frame of the bed. And she curls up. So he literally lifts up the box spring and looks under and can't see her on the floor. Right. Because she had moved her legs. So it's an interesting little tete-a-tete, you know, cat and mouse thing where she outsmarts him, he outsmarts her, because when she goes to the sink... Because it's really just one person. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing. He touches the faucet itself and sees that there's water. So she dried it. So, she, you know, she didn't turn the radiator on. So all these things, so it's empty. She opens, or he opens the curtain, shower curtain, yeah. but she didn't do the one thing. So it's kind of back and forth. He leaves. She's frantic. She tries to do the thing with the phone. Ain't working. So then she goes back and the mom dies. And, blah, blah, blah. and the little brother. Not yet. I know. But it's happening. That's the next. Soon. Right. Mm -hmm. So she chains up her friend and then. Who's freaking out and like flabbergasted. And she's flabbergasted because she's like, what the fuck, lady? We were supposed to study and use highlighters. You're murdering my family. and You're chaining me to shit. Yeah. I think that made me just super uncomfortable because it was like, I was like, is she being raped right now? And that just freaks me out and makes me really stressed out. And so she leaves her friend bound and gagged. And she's like, I'm going to go take care of things. And the kid runs into the cornfield. And did you know, uh, this is another fun, I guess, trivia, the rifle that the mechanic murder man or what just scary, creepy dude, uh, the rifle that he uses is actually above the fireplace when they enter the house. So this isn't something that was introduced. This is something that Fight Club could have found in the house and used. So that's one of the things that leads me to believe that if there is a truck, even if there is, it's something that's already on the property. Does it show her where she gets it from? No, because you don't see her get it at this point, but you see that same rifle in the house. Okay. So it's a breadcrumb, I guess, whatever. Easter egg, I think, is more appropriate. Yeah. So kid gets blammoed. Uh-huh. Then she comes back inside. She realizes the phone's been cut. Right. Very. It's very handy that they have the phone cord at a direct focal point midway up like the Like running wall. up the Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> This was a clever. She runs outside and locks the door because you see when she goes smoking, she locks the door, blah, blah. Reason being the murder man doesn't go out and get her. But the reason he doesn't is because he's her. Duh. Crazy. Yeah, I thought the way that she was sneaking around the house, I was just like, she is not being quiet. I was like, she's going to get caught for sure. I thought. But. Yeah. So there's a great scene. Well, at least it's an intense scene where uh, mechanic murder man 
is holding the frame and breaks the glass with his thumb over uh, Hillary oh, Swank's yeah. face and he cuts the picture out. I like that. I really, really like. So this happens later. Whatever. We've already gotten spoilers. You're fine. In his sunscreen flap thing in the truck, there's pictures of a bunch of other women. Do you think that Fight Club has done this before? And those are other women that are in, in her brain. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, she could have done it. Like, I mean, I feel like with the severity that she killed these people that I think that she had, I could say like, oh, yeah, she's done this before. She seems semi-pro. Right. But I'm hoping that's not the case. I like right? the idea that she did because I think that it makes, uh, you know, it makes a more startle like it adds to the lore. You know what I mean? And it's it's well, lore and that you can imagine yourself. Crazy. Like just how like she put on this great act for so long that the friend had no idea. And then she, you know, killed her whole family. Yeah. So that's why I feel like maybe I mean, maybe she did. Makes sense. So what, you want you move on here. You yeah. look at my notes. <laughs> no. Look into the mind of madness. <laughs> So then he puts he she puts Hillary Swank in the car. Uh, that's when they pan over the cornfield. The the yeah. And then they, as they're driving off, you know, she's trying to console her friend and you see the blood on the roof of it or whatever. There's also the fun part where he's pouring uh, alcohol on her later on. Yeah. And he's like taunting her with the match. That's fun. It's so weird. The idea that he wouldn't see. Well, I take it as a hint. That he wouldn't see Fight Club when she's in the back of the car at the very right. least hearing. I mean, you, they're very distinctly two different breathing patterns, right. at least. So. so then they're driving down the road and they stop at a gas station and no. Fail her up. Yeah. Well, sh- as they're driving, um, Alex is trying to like unlock the door. Right. So they can get out. Yeah. So they get then they get to the gas station and she's like, OK, I'm going to go for help. Take the knife if I don't come back like use this and so she goes into the gas station and hides and then the killer comes in talks to the guy talks to the attendant hey jimmy how you been yeah and knows his name so that again it dissuades you because you know that this is fight club's first time in this town she's never been there before so with the killer is familiar you're like why would you think they're the same person because there's no way the killer knows jimmy it but that's the thing. They don't have to know him at all. This could all just be a delusion that she's hearing right. her own voice. No, but it does show that she, like the security footage shows that she's killing him. Absolutely. But it doesn't but show conversation, that dialogue. Exactly. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what yeah. you're saying. Um, okay. So then she's hiding, right? The killer's talking to him. He's like, oh, can you get me this alcohol from the back? He's like, sure thing. And he looks at her on the ground hiding. And so that's how the killer knows that there was someone else there and kills the attendant. Yes. So you think because it just ends up that it's her. But yeah. Right. 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 That's what you initially. Which see, I, I actually like that the security footage doesn't have audio because it's just this is the person who's actually doing the killings. Let's move on. Yeah. Because you could see that scene taking five to ten minutes. Now nah, we don't have time for that. Thank you, Chad. Chad just brought me a ginger ale, which makes him the best producer in the business. Did he signal you? I didn't even see that. I sent him a text message when oh I had my phone. I didn't want to derail you. You were talking. I feel like I talk too goddamn much on this show. <laughs> and only a person who edits their own voice every week would be able to say that. So 
Anyway, so then he... Axe to the chest. Yeah. Love there it. Was an in... Yeah, that was an intense one. And the way he slams into the liquor cabinet, it's pretty cool. I like it. It's visually stunning with the backlit and everything. So then the killer goes and like turns off the lights, close, like turns the sign to say like, oh, we're closed. And she runs and like hides in a different part of the gas station building. And then there's this, they're, you know, basically pursuing each other. She's hiding. He's pursuing her because he knows that she's there because he looked at her. Right. And he saw that. Um, so there's a really intense bathroom scene where she's hiding in the last stall. He goes through. He's like going through all the doors and for some reason stops and doesn't check the last one. Got to take a piss. But I think that looking back, it's just like, oh, OK, that was very convenient exactly. because she was actually the killer. So but she is terrified. Like you're seeing this and she is terrified. She's and good. so I'm stressing out. Right. Because she has those veins in her neck and she's covering her mouth because she's trying not to like hear, like have him hear her breathe or Don't cry speak. or, you know, no, just what um, you're thinking. <laughs> well, that's good. It's so, a song sung by a short haired blonde chick to the short haired blonde chick. As the, OK, so I just keep on replaying like all these different scenes and I'm like, did this happen? Like, was she in the bathroom? Did she actually like. So she wasn't in the bathroom at all. Do you think she went to the bathroom? Okay, I kind of wish that there was the surveillance footage of her like running around and then slamming the doors <laughs> open and then like twitching or whatever. And they're like looking <gasps> and then twitching and then like standing at the urinal being like, Ugh. like I, I, there's so many things they could have done. They didn't. I mean, but I'm grateful because right. each extra thing you do adds to the runtime. Right. And the brevity, I think, helps this movie, because if it went too long and it was too much patting itself on the back with how clever it was, it'd be like, fuck your movie. Well, and think about like how much we're thinking about this after the point, like after the fact. That's what I like movies. But now that. I would not ever watch this movie again. You did. <laughs> yeah. But it's like for, my third or fourth like, time. What? Yeah. I don't know. Now that I know, I'm like, nah. You always have to watch it with somebody new. That's yeah, I guess that's, that's it's true. like the usual suspects. We're going to tell you all in a music anecdote about this lady. Or how about seven? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Two movies where the end is the movie, right? <laughs> this broad falls asleep during both movies, everything up until the very end. She falls asleep in the entire thing until what's in the box. She falls asleep in the entire thing until Kevin Spacey becomes Kaiser Sose. And she's like, oh, I'm like, what? You <laughs> like literally. When I was a kid, Ooh. Usual Suspects blew my mind so hard that my dad had rented it, knowing the ending, watched me react, and I was so excited that he let me watch it right afterwards. I have a text message to prove it because you were like, no, that's stupid. Nope. My dad was like, yep, we did. It was also when my mom was out of town, so we had nothing better to do. <laughs> but yeah, so those two are ruined for you. And I, I've already talked to you about Sleepaway Camp, so I'm running out of twists that I can show you. But the next time we do watch a movie with a dope twist like this one... You know when I'm staring at you intensely like I did with this one that you cannot fall asleep. I was not even paying attention to you because I was so distraught. Yes. So then gets in the car, drives away. She gets the gun, gets the keys from no, Jimmy. No, she calls the cops. Oh, yeah. You can you, tell them what happens. So she calls the police and they're like, OK, can did you get the driver's like the driver license or the drive? Yeah. yeah. License plate. And she's like. It's a fucking truck at night in the rural area. Like, how many trucks are there? And the guy's like, you can help me out, toots. And she's like, maybe where are you? And she's like, I don't fucking know where I am. I actually really <laughs> like that because 
it made both sides kind of make sense because she's like so desperate. Like I can imagine you get mouthing off like that. And she does actually try to find the address on the mail. And she stuff. does. But and you know so, that she's not doing any of this because she's not actually trying to help. She's not trying to save anybody. You never see a cop until she's been arrested after she's been stabbed. So that just never happens. But obviously, I mean, this time she actually tried. She did call because the cops showed up. How else would they have showed up? Yeah, that's a fair point. Right? Yeah, no, it's very correct. Because then they watch the surveillance footage. Right. But my point is, is that even though she knew what she was doing, where she was going, how she was getting there, she wasn't divulging that because... In her mind, she was reconciling the fact that she actually wanted to get away with it, but she was, you know, coaxing the id, I don't know, or whatever part of the brain was trying to, like, pacify it by right. saying, oh, you're you're helping. Right, right. Because she gets to be the knight in, or in her mind, she's the knight in shining armor. Right. Yeah. Boom. Sorry. Then. It's okay. You can continue you. now. I'm kind of rushing through it. We're at an hour in, and I I'm know. just kind of like, that's the thing. Nothing else really happens. I can tell you in three sentences, but I'm going to kind of drag it on. They do the driving. This is where he does the booze thing. And she's got the badass car. And she's like, vroom. And you're like, oh, wait, it's a fictional oh, car. Yeah. Well, because she, the cops are like, well, we can't really do anything. And she's like, screw this. I don't need cops. cops I'm going to do this myself. She picks up a gun. Yep. And she drives off. What did she not do with the gun? Check to see if there were bullets. Which I love. I thought that I was really love good too. The reveal when he's driving and she's oh, behind. So good. And she's pulling out the gun. She's like, yeah. And she's just like, the fucking detective from Who Framed Roger Rabbit with that kind of confidence with the cartoon yep. gun, like, I'm going to blast you. And then click, and then it cuts to his hand, and he's like, hey, 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 la Francais, and drops the bullets. So great. When you and know what really happened, and she's driving nothing. this car, and she's, like, laughing to herself, dropping bullets, and the chick behind her is like, what is happening? Is this, a, like, a weird fever dream I'm having? <laughs> so. This is the, the crash before the greenhouse. Right. Well, so she's following, right, the truck, and they're going into this wooded area. Then she loses him, and so she continues driving a little bit more slowly, and then suddenly he appears behind her, flashes the lights, and is chasing her down, you know, tailgating her, basically, and pushing her car off the road, and she gets in a car crash and um, flips the car. Injured. She is injured. team style. You ever watched an episode of the A Team? Everyone in the first season has a car flip. It's awesome. I did not know that. It is awesomely bad. Like every single one that I can remember, and I pretty vividly remember those. I mean, that's a pretty cool stunt, but not, not like bad. every time. Exactly. Do something else. Right. So she gets out. Her arm is injured. Um, I would say it's more other... wounded than injured. It, really? Any so, other injuries? Wounds? No, I'm just, I was just being silly. I know. Because now I'm realizing that we have a half hour to fill and like two things happen. I'm stretching it. Well, that's going to be it. It's not going to be a short episode. You're on the payroll. You're going to work for that Patreon pittance. God damn it. So. Stretch it. <laughs> Start talking slower. Oh, that was a bad tasting burp. Excuse you. What do we have for dinner? Faro and black beans. Oh, yeah, that explains it. That and would... and uh, Brussels sprouts. Oh, and uh, truffle oil. Sauce. So that makes this ginger ale on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a very fragrant belch in all of the worst ways. Whew. Sorry, honey. Scarier than this movie to me. <laughs> anyway, so that uh, like what... most of your yeah. bodily Dude, gases, my flatulations <laughs> need congratulations with how disgusting they are. <laughs> So she ends up coming out and she goes, Je suis la joue, 
nationwide is on your side and nobody comes and helps her. It's ridiculous. This poor woman's out in the fucking she wilderness. Snapped. Wasn't there a snapping one where they snapped and they just... I'm the helpful Honda people. No, it's the... the uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. No, what's the one where the, the hot tub, they're like, is it a snap or is it... You know what I'm talking about? They're like... I they Now just, you're stretching too long. I don't, I don't know. know what you're talking about. Anyway, it's a, it's a commercial for car insurance and it was one where they like... Is it one of the weirdo the Geico one? ones? No, I think it was like something helpful. Help, and they like, they're like, oh man, I wish I had a hot tub. And there was like, they snapped and it was like there and the person was, anyway. And there was a car, there was like a cheetah and they were in the car and they're like, ah! And then what? Snapped. Yes. Chad, do you remember this commercial? Okay, thank Chad you. I'm not crazy. <sighs> Hearing you describe that commercial <laughs> is like what people who haven't seen this movie are going to be like when we're describing it. I'm like, yes. wait, I thought that, what? Yeah. Apparently well, people do listen to these sorry. even if they don't watch the movies, which is fun. They like hearing me yell in my garage <laughs> so much that they're like, oh, you go ahead and spoil this French film from 2003. I don't care. This is one I would say that they should probably watch first. Though. Fuck yeah. I think they should watch all of them. It's it's fun. But uh, again, I'm the guy who thinks of horror movies like Marriage. Not Badges. everyone has as much free time as you. Do. Oh, I have copious free time. Yeah. While you're asleep. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I spend my night first 20 minutes. I stare at you while you sleep. <laughs> The next 20 minutes, I lick your eyelids. <laughs> then I count your eyebrow hairs one by one. That's how And I then you it. watch the movie? Then I watch the movie. <laughs> so this so, is where she enters the greenhouse. Right. She's running from the car crash to get away from the killer. Because nobody from Nationwide came and helped. Into a greenhouse, which I'm like, are they in California or Nevada? Like, is there some weed? Why are there greenhouses in the middle of nowhere? But they're anyway. like abandoned, which is kind of creepy. You can tell because everything's overgrown right. and filmy. Or and, dead. and Yeah. Yeah. So she's trying to go through the greenhouses, you know, somewhat quietly, although there's a bunch of dead plants on the ground. So she's like crunching <coughs> through and it's like Snap, crap, causing more it. anxiety because I'm like, she's going to get caught. She's going to get caught. <laughs> Can and I relieve then, your anxiety real quickly? Greenhouse in the middle of us. No. Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so then you flashlight. see him. She's on the inside trying to hide. He's on the outside. She Looking stops in. like to try and bandage her arm. Then what? Then there's a flashlight. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to fuck this guy up like Cactus Jack. Wait for it. Hold on. Put this. Bang, bang. For those of you who know what I was, that's a great reference. You don't. It's no, okay. I you don't, don't have to. Sorry. Cactus Jack was one of the personas of Mick Foley, and he would use a two by four wrapped in barbed wire. And that goes all the way back to his days in Japan with Terry Funk. And that's where he actually lost half of an ear in a barbed wire match. Huh. Super cool. But when she does that, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to hit him with this thing. She's going to do a, a double arm DDT onto it. Then she's going to win the hardcore title because it's defended 24 <laughs> seven dog. None of that happens. Sorry. Because she enters the thing and she's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then it's the belt is hanging the flashlight and it's just pivoting from side to oh, side. So good. And then he's behind her and wraps plastic, plastic wrap. around her face. Which right? is so great. I always love that image when like the, it starts to suck back into their throat. It's very eerie. It reminds me kind of of Ghostface, the mask from Scream, because like it's it's a hole, but there is no hole there. But, so then she's flailing her arms. So I'm like, why aren't you trying to reach up and like take the plastic or like or just poke, poke a, a hole, hole yeah. or yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So she passes out yeah. or right. And then he's going to choke her and then do it again. And she clubs him with a rock. Oh, that was fun. Was it a rock? I don't know. Anyway, it was a shape on the ground. Could be. Yeah. Um, And then he's stumbling 
now that he's been hit. And then she grabs plastic, right? Mm-hmm. And then does the same thing to him. Suffocates and him, right? She like howls because of it. Yeah. She's- and this is when the cops show up at the gas station. And then before it cuts back. Because that's when you realize they, they've at this point they just find the clerk Jimmy. They don't watch the surveillance footage, so it's the you know the tension is escalating. You have yes. the two competing storylines, which I like because again, if we were just watching a static one house thing, I could, you would lose all of these fun kind of details. That's true. Unless they were like somebody calls the you know the police and she's like, oh, I'm with my friend Marie such and such, and like Marie such and such. Is she still crazy because she just murdered people before? And it's kind of like the the calls coming from inside the house. Yeah. But I like this way. more. No, I like this, too. I like that. I really like the imagery of the greenhouse. I think it reminds me of one of the X-Files ones is why when I was a kid. But I could be completely wrong. I've had a lot of head trauma in my life. <laughs> so then the cops, right, figure out that. She is actually the killer because the they watch, the right? They yeah. watch the surveillance and they see her killing the gas station attendant. And then it goes back to the greenhouse where she is now bludgeoning the the killer. I don't creepy dude now. Now that we know, yeah. I don't know what you want to call her alternate personality. And so this is the point. This is where I was like, is she hurting herself or is this just all in her head? But and you're saying I think she's hurting herself. It's like uh, staying on the theme, following me, myself and Irene. It's another famous Jim Carrey scene. Liar, liar. When he's mm-hmm. a kid. I would look like I'm, I'm kicking mm-hmm. my own ass. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of a thing to me. Because also uh, like the severity is there. It's a very interesting perspective, right? Like the idea of like pain and longing. If literally the what is it? Hearts will bleed is the tagline of the film. I think that she has to be suffering internally, you know? It's very French. Yeah. Not that I've seen any other fucking French. I've seen Delicatessen and I guess Alien Resurrection, which was directed by the same guy. That's about my extent of French film. So she so goes now, to the back of the truck. Yeah. Right. And sh- and she's like, oh, I'm going to help you get you out. And she does. Right. She frees her friend. And then Hillary she Swank is like, get the fuck out of my face. Yes. So she's freaking out. She's like, no, don't touch me. Like, get away from me. How could you do this? You know, and she's holding the knife and. Anyway, so now there are flashes of the reveal. Alex, yeah. right, killing all of her family members. Which is impressive to see her rip the dad's head off with a dresser. But apparently the gal who plays her trained in Muay Thai leading up to the film. Interesting. And so the whole time Why? I'm watching this, I'm like, Why wasn't she doing it? some cool karate moves? Muay Thai and karate are not the same thing. Well, that's okay. probably why. That's true. But the style I knew of as, the eight I knew arms. as soon as I said that, yep. I was like, here we go. I'm going to go get my Muay Thai shorts. I'll be right back. Sorry. I'm going to impersonate Sagat from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how come she do, wasn't doing any cool moves with her? I think it'd be fucking dope. But then also like I like so her physique is cool. Chad and I were talking about her physique is good because it makes her imposing and it makes it realistic. She can rip somebody's head off to an extent. But at the same point, it's so fucking hokey in a movie when like we were talking about this as well, like that movie Anna that's coming out. Where it's this twiggy little girl who's like beating the fuck out of people. And I'm like, okay, technique gets you so far. But there are things like leverage where you are not going to physically do these things. It has nothing to do with like a woman doing it. I have no problem with it being a woman. I have a problem with it being a delicate person. Because if it was like some twiggy little bitch boy, I'd be like, like, for instance, if Kevin McAllister at Home Alone started doing fucking Hurricane Rana's and superplexes to Herb and Marv, 
it's not happening. But at this point, like at the, in this film, at least, I don't know the other film that you're talking about. Home Alone? No, no, no. Anna? What is, is that? What there's trailers for it. It's stupid. Anyway, YouTube needs to fuck off. She with has movie. the element of surprise, right? So the dad would did not expect this. Obviously, has no idea. The mom, same thing. Yeah. The brother, same thing. But she's also using weapons. She's not sitting there like going, like, "All right, put up your dukes, old man." Right. That's the thing I like because it's I'm trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't. I'm, I'm not trying to sound sexist. But if somebody, if it's a fair fight and you can confront me uh, uh, and we square off, it's a much different scenario than, hey, what are you doing on the porch? Right. You're staying here tonight. Oh, I just got stabbed. Oh, my head just got ripped off. No, that's true. Yeah. And if it's a kid running away, again, like these are things that are gruesome, but they're gruesome. And it's not like you need some supernatural power like Michael Myers has where he lifts somebody up and stabs them through the stomach and pins right. them against the wall. Right, right, We good? Yeah. Okay. I didn't I'm mean to okay. talk over you. I was... I got really passionate right there because I was trying to make a point that I wasn't sexist. So can you vouch for me, please? Ooh. <laughs> I bop you face. No, that's true. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Like she had a decent build, but still, if it was, you know, like a hand to hand fight, she not she would not necessarily have won. Yeah. Could. If, if it you, could happen. I mean, physique, the dad did not seem very imposing. Yeah, but if you give her physique and technique. Right. Then it becomes a wash. But if she only has physique and no technique, then it's more interesting. Right. There we go. That's the way I meant to say it. Just pretend I said that before and we <laughs> didn't derail. So then we're back at the scene, right, with the two ladies. Oh, which mimics the dream sequence at the very beginning. Because she's like running through the forest and then she gets the chainsaw, the reciprocating chainsaw, where it's like a buzzsaw, which I think is visually awesome. Did you like that? I loved it. Chad, do you want to hand me my circular saw over there? It's the red one. It's my new toy. It's on the second shelf. So, like, I love power tools murdering people because it's always so, it's relatable, like you've said. Like, it's just so, people, like, I work in an industry where people sue because they injure themselves. So that's how dangerous these fucking things are, much less being pursued by a crazy person. And this thing is like a baby compared to the one she uses. The one she uses looks like a fucking Gatling gun of Blade. It's awesome. And clearly does not have the safety shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Reminds me, one of my favorite cases of all time, you'll love this, was a kid who had put a nail in a saw like that so that it wouldn't close up while he was cutting oh, and cut no. into his arm. You know what he was doing to supplement his income while he was on temporary disability? So he's getting benefits and he was also a YouTube star. Who has more fucking followers than we do. Quest for 100. Please, for the love of God, make me more famous than that child. <sighs> <sighs> Who injured himself by using yep. a... But, I mean, under law, he was protected. There's no comparative negligence and compensation. So, so anyway. she goes, but this time, and she's not the one stopping the car. It's Hillary Swank. And she's like, please. She gets in the car and she's like, drive. And then it stalls. And yes. then in this and version... like, come on, come on. This version has the saw. What does she do with the saw? She goes, she climbs onto the hood of the car and goes. Not like Tawny Katane, mind you. It's very different. It's a white snake reference. And then. <laughs> Chad loves know. it. I have Here no. Here we go. We see, this is, this my is my home. life. Like, I'm like, uh-huh, honey. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. I have no idea. Basically, I would say 90% of your references. I made up my mind. <laughs> I ain't wasting no more time. I do know that song. Though. Thank you. I knew you would if I kept going. 
I was very confident in that one. <laughs> so you've listened to enough KLOS in your life. <laughs> so then she has the saw going through the windshield into the driver. Just sprays everywhere. And that is the most. Oh, I love it. It's... But see, that made it a little bit more cheesy, too. A very evil dead kind of aesthetic with the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fun. It was I a like, good. I thought that it was good, too. I've actually had some really fun conversations with our fans lately talking about like my perspective of budget and schlock. I really resent big budget stuff. And I think that I really resent horror that takes itself too seriously. And one of my our fans, we were talking about like what we would call torture porn. I like gore. I don't like torture porn. Mm -hmm. There's a very distinct difference. And I think that this, like you said, it's so absurd that it makes it almost a sigh of relief as you're well, winding Because like she's in the back and the, the blood is just spattering everywhere and you're seeing it they show from the outside of the car and like the whole back window is all bloody and so it was I think it's awesome. Yeah. Because it's a, it's interesting. The action is ramping up but the resolution as you can feel the you know the resolution. Right. It's descending we're calming down. Right, right. And my biggest complaint is the fucking filter they use in this entire movie makes her blood when she's covered in blood. Hillary Swank. Uh -huh. She looks purple. She looks like uh, the fucking vision from Avengers. I was like, Jesus, this is distracting. I did not notice that. I kept trying to think of the, what is it? California Raisins. I was thinking all these purple characters. Well, maybe that's more. I feel like that's a little bit more realistic than like bright red blood. Well, I love uh, uh, what is it? Fight Club's blood coming out of her arm where I, they did a really good job of making it look like, you know, when butt blood is streaking down and it starts to uh, harden and, but it still has that somewhat viscous nature to it. It's kind of pliable. That was really good coming out. I was, I thought it was really probably my favorite gore element. And it's something so simple, but like we've talked about this a billion times that sometimes blood is a savior. And sometimes it's a silliness. Like we were talking about Clayton Cogswell, uh, by, Doing color correction on blood in Taxi Driver, they got it from an X rating to an R rating. Yeah. So that's a way to play with it and make things more real or less real. And this, it's cool to have more real for the blood on the arm, less cool to have it where it's spraying everywhere right. because, again, we're trying to descend. And right, right. We don't want to have you know post-traumatic stress after this movie. Although I kind of did. Yeah, for sure you did. <laughs> but I like that. I You saying that kind of makes total sense. Like, this is, you know resolving calming down yeah, less realistic a, less exactly um because a dude could ax someone in the chest you know a guy i don't know the, but that's the thing so the most relatable deaths occur in the middle right and right, then right. It, goes, it starts like, off with starts hyper with dad, yeah. and then the ends with the guy in the car yeah hyper violence hyper violence right, right. and then in the middle is the kind of more realistic kind of ugh, cringy yes like the mom when she gets it that's that's very possible yes yeah that's also a sweet effect. Anyway, so then she's again pursuing uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank does what with what to her what? I'm playing a really weird game of Mad Libs. Okay, so she stabs her? In the tummy. Does she? Yeah. Well, it's not really the tummy. It kind of goes through her chest, outer uh, shoulder yeah, blade. Yeah, shoulder blade. Which is weird that it could pierce through a bone like that. It's not a whole lot of leverage. Yeah, she's like crawling oh, with the glass. Tell them about the glass and the Achilles. Oh, yeah. Well, so that's why she's in. She's crawling out of the car, right? Because she's trying to get away from her after she's like sawed through the, the windshield and the side um, doors. So she's she has crawled out of the car and is like crawling away on the ground. And I'm like, why aren't you running? And then you see this 
chunk of glass, like a good sized chunk of glass in her Achilles tendon, like has cut it so she cannot walk. And so she's like the killer is pursuing her and she stabs her through. Oh, no, she kisses her. Yes, right. To like lure her in, in to lull right. her and then goes. Right. Because she's saying like, I'm glad there's nothing or there's nothing separating us now or there's nothing yeah. in between us. She or, even says that she loves her. And um, she stabs her with a pry bar, which is what she broke the window with, not a knife. I, yes. I, I, I misspoke. Yeah. Um, and so and that's why I was like, did that? that yeah, was that sharp that. enough to get through all that? It's great. With no leverage. That's what I'm saying it like slips through her like it, butter. Yeah. It reminds me of Edward Scissorhands. When he has like the wax hands and as he's falling, uh, Vincent Price is falling and dying, how just easily the, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Well, the scissor hands pierce through the hands like a knife through butter. And that's what this kind of reminded me of. It's weird. My brain does that. Um. So then you see Alex in the Yasane Asylum at the end of the movie. And she's back Hillary to Swank is looking through the window and saying, are you sure she can't see me? And then it pans back to Alex and she does this. Like she's reaching towards the window. Like she can, like she knows that she's there. She's drawn to her. It's a very fun gag. It happens a lot, but it's always fun. I like it. I don't know. And that's the end. Yeah. I really wish this film ended with there she goes again from. So I married an ax murderer. Cause it's so silly. Cause I I just feel like it'd be fun. Do you, uh, was there, I know in the, I can't. I know at the end you see the wound in her back. But, Gnarly. But at the beginning, do you see it yeah. too? It's purple okay. and it's got staples in it. See, so that's another. Call, I mean, like, a callback, well, but it's yeah. not a foreshadow. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you rank this butt fucking movie? Is it a classic, a trashic, or a tragic? I'll stand by it. I think it's a classic. I don't think it's the best that we've seen, but I think that it is a good, good movie. That it, like, it's not the most unique. It is a very basic premise that has an interesting twist but it's visually interesting throughout there are strong performances this is not like an m night Shyamalan movie where once you've seen i've never seen six cents a second time because i was like okay i get it kid sees ghosts who gives a fuck yeah but with this it's like oh i want to see that i want to see how they set it up i want to see how they execute it i want to find the plot holes i want to try and reconcile them so that's me personally no i i think that you're right because say it again (laughs) Chad, can you record this on a backup device in case we lose the whole podcast? <laughs> Say it one more time. I think that your your analysis oh, of this movie there it goes. <laughs> is correct. You realize I'm the guy who edits these episodes. I'm going to get what I want. <laughs> I think that it, I you would say that it's a classic because it is it is something that I mean, I don't know what this is worth coming from me, but it's not something that I have seen like I haven't not seen this done before. I am left thinking about it still you know trying to figure out how you know the things are done and you know but this is the choices that they made and you know like so yeah i I wouldn't see it yeah this is a great movie to get people into the concept of horror as a genre in terms of the production well like like psychological horror not even just that but like think of like how did you achieve that effect how did you do that story how did you do these things there's enough intriguing parts of it that allows for an analysis of what would otherwise just be very jarring and uncomfortable because this movie on its own i think you would you would just revel at if it was just intensity by dean coons but because you have the twist because you have some really visual interesting visual cues you get to dissect it a little bit more and makes it more appealing like this is 
please do not show this as an introductory to horror. That's what that, I was about to say. Please, like, this is not, like, if for somebody, if you're trying to get somebody to watch horror movies, please do not show that. Because this is something that if you had shown me this, I guess our first movie before doing the podcast, I would never be on it again. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> this is, this is the, the graduation ceremony of that. Like, if you can sit through this and you can talk like this about the movie, like, I have no doubt that you can watch any movie that we would do on this show. Because we're, we're not doing a Serbian film. Like, we're not going to do those fucking crazy things. That, I mean, I just don't feel comfortable with it. This is about as severe it gets in a lot of ways. Okay. So you're I don't trust you. Yeah, I wouldn't but. either. <laughs> I lie like a fucking fish. Fish lie, right? Chad's also a zoologist. <laughs> a cryptozoologist. Ooh. Yeah. So do you want to wow these people with your send-off? Oh, any closing remarks? Was this your favorite episode? No. Oh, okay. Am I your favorite husband you've ever had? Yes. Sick. Only. Oh, well, I'll take it <laughs> for now. Going back to my alimony joke. I was earlier. like, next time I'll marry Matt for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean my $10 a month on Patreon? It's not enticing you, getting you moist. I don't say that word. It's such a gross word. <laughs> so awful. Any closing remarks? That No, I do not have any closing remarks. Okay. Send off Please time. do not show this as an introductory movie to horror. That's fair. That's all I have to say. It's a great cautionary tale. But having seen like Monster Squad and these things that have ramped up and, you know, I think that this is good, right? Like this is nothing that you can't handle now Though you know seven or eight months ago. You'd be like, not at all. This is like all. your 15th horror movie. With you? No, no, no. Like in general. Yeah, for sure. I mean, think about where you were when we watched The Babadook at the apartment. Uh... Your face was in my chest the whole time and that movie's boring as fuck. And now you're like, oh, you know, whatever. Maybe we should try and watch that again. All right. I'm down. I I know. literally, I could not tell you a single thing that happened in that movie because I was so terrified that I literally, I did not look at the screen. The entire time. Well, I, which makes it worse because like there's a scene where the kid's just yelling and being fucking annoying. And I'm sure it sounds way worse because you can't just see the little kid being fucking annoying. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know what we should watch together? Clown. Super fun, stupid movie. I've shown you the thing, right? Where the guy puts on a clown costume to, for his kid's birthday. Oh, yeah, and then it stays on him. Yep. Oh, yeah, I did. I wanted to see that one. <laughs> yeah, you wanted didn't to. Wait, and then you fucking fell that? asleep less than three yeah, minutes. Yeah, I was into like, doing. didn't we start that movie? Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. Oh, well. You were unconscious. I guess it wasn't that good then. I thought it was fun. Anywho. You know what we should do? Chad, remind me to do that in September after we've done the it stuff. Okay, Chad's putting that in his stenography machine, and I think we're done. Yay. Sign off. Slash you later. And for my wife, for her tremendous patience with me, for producer Chad, for Brian, wherever he's gallivanting tonight, I'd like to remind you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. Hi. Do the mouth fart. Oh. Was that a good one? That's not bad. <laughs>
Jeez Louise, that's a busy day. I'm usually in bed by like 10 nowadays. So uh, also, I don't live in the same state or on the same half of the country. So I won't be there. So if you do go take a picture, send it to me. I'll post it on the Instawebs and we can show their website. If you go to, what is it, babepatrolmusic.com and you click their shows, it takes you to bands in town, and then it gives you Airbnbs. This is super fucking convenient. Why am I just finding about about this now? I might actually go to shows. Oh, no, wait, I won't, because I always get in fights. It's a habit. It's a nasty habit. Maybe I should go to Oingo Boingo shows. For those of you who don't understand the linkage, nasty habits is an Oingo. Whatever. The point is, enjoy Babe Patrol with their song, 911. Also, Thanks to my boy Robbie from Kyle Tricola and the Strangers for recommending them. If you or your friends or whomever have any bands for the hidden tracks, please let me know. I'm always looking for new ones. So once again, Babe Patrol with 911. <laughs> 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 Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you.